Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. Whether it's trying to raise money, build brand awareness, or convince a buyer to stock your product on store shelves, knowing how to successfully pitch your company and yourself to potential business partners and consumers is essential. But what does it take to do this effectively? What information needs to be delivered first and what information should be withheld so as not to overwhelm or distract listeners from your key message? How do you engage with potential partners both professionally and personally so they'll remember who you are? Should you have a slide presentation? Handouts? Samples? Paula Savanti, a consumer food analyst at Rabobank, offered a few answers based on her experience as a judge for Rabobank's high-profile pitch slam, Food Bites. She says the competition brings in between 80 to 120 applications each time it occurs, depending where and when it's held. But ultimately, only 20 finalists will be selected to present either a 3.5-minute or 60-second pitch. Those presenting at the next competition held September 26th in Austin, Texas, will represent the cream of the crop and a cross-section of some of the hottest trends emerging in the food, beverage, and agricultural industries, according to Savanti. So what does it take to make a great pitch and the cut for food bites? Savanti says it takes five things. We have five basic criteria that we use for the evaluation. Uh, one has to do with sort of business model and scalability. So do we see a company that sort of understands what their business model is and that has potential to scale the business? Um, you know, as a growth opportunity, is it possible to scale what they're producing now uh, in the future if they were to grow? Second uh, criteria is more related to the product or the technology. It's um, do they have a product, a technology, or something that is that is solving a problem that exists in the market, but also that it has a competitive advantage with relationship to other things already around. So does it have something new? Does it have something different? What is it that makes them different to someone else that's already doing that? Um, a third component is uh, traction. We want to see companies. So at the beginning, we used to get companies that were super, super early stage. and we are still very much an early stage um, competition, but we do want them to have some traction, some sort of sales, some sort of idea of how much they can sell, how much they've been selling, um, just because it's very different going from just an idea to actually having gone through the process of starting selling something, even if it's very, very low. Um, so that's another criteria. And then the, the final two are sustainability. Like I mentioned, we do want the concept to be focused on not just being something that can turn a profit, but also that has sort of a positive impact on either the people or the planet, so either a social or environmental aspect to it. Um, and frankly, an, an innovation, right? <laughs> In the end, this is a competition about innovation, and so what is game-changing? Is, is it something different? Is it something um, that is solving a problem that hasn't been solved before? So. Those are the five guidelines that we score on. These elements also are often what potential investors and retail buyers are looking for in companies, 
and therefore are pivotal to almost any pitch. Well, Savanti says she sees plenty of winners when combing through the applications, she also sees many avoidable mistakes that are off-putting to the judges and which also could cause an investor or buyer to step away. But making very broad and grandiose claims without actually anything to support them tends to, I don't know if it works against you, but it doesn't, it definitely doesn't favor you, right? So the one, we get a lot of like, we're a game-changing company, we're going to disrupt this market. So that's fine. But the ones that, but, but when you say, you know, we are the best or the only ones or blah, 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 you need to make sure you are the only ones because we do get a lot of like, oh, we are the first ones doing or the only ones doing this. And we've seen a lot of applications so we know who actually is the only one doing something or not. Um, or when, when, for example, when we ask for the sustainability angle, you also need to keep it, you need to keep it real. You can't say there's a lot of we're saving the world, we're going to end world hunger. Um, yeah, we all would love that, but, you know, you're not really ending world hunger. You're doing this very specific thing, which is very positive and very, um, very important, but it's just a question of measuring how you, how you present yourself in a way, because overdoing it can also play against you. Reviewing hundreds of food by its applications a year also has given Savanti early insight into several emerging trends and key themes that later will play out in the food, beverage, and industrial segments in big ways. So who's making it to the stage? There's certain themes that you mentioned some that are that we see repeatedly because they are sort of things that are on everybody's head, right? So on everybody's mind. So for example, um, projects that have to do with food food waste and either eliminating food waste or reducing food waste or upcycling in some way, or things that are, for example, um, consumer products that are sort of the better for you type, right? So making something, um, making something that is vegan or that is um, a plant-based protein, so it's not a huge thing that we're seeing. Anything from cricket flowers to seaweed to any other sort of food that can pro provide additional protein without having to increase animal production. Um, but we're also seeing a lot, and we're trying to encourage actually more, uh, on the side of farming product production and technology, like on the side of, well, where is the innovation also on the primary aspect? Because at the beginning of Food White, it, it used to be that the companies we got were very CPG-oriented, sort of very consumer product-oriented. And, and we do like that we're getting more and more on the, on the agricultural side as well, on how to improve your efficiency in production or, you know, reduce your, your environmental footprint in the production of food. Uh, because there's the entire world of actual food production that's very interesting at the primary level where there's also a lot of interesting things happening there. Um, so technological solutions for the production of, of crops, of, even of animal proteins, uh, we're getting a, a lot of that as well, and that is something we're interested in. Several of the finalists for the upcoming Austin Food Bites competition check these boxes, but they also reveal other trends, according to Savanti. She explains. In this particular bunch, we have quite a few CPG, so quite a few consumer um, 
consumer-facing products. Um, a lot of a lot of on the, on the side of what I would very broadly categorize as the superfood type uh, thing, where it's sort of trying to find new or different, or or not new, but at least underutilized um, ingredients or types of or types of products that can be used and that are, you know, high in protein or, or in fiber and that, that have sort of like some beneficial impact for the health. So we have everything from a company that actually does uh, mixes of superfoods for you to add into your shakes or things like that to companies that are trying to make, um, that, are, that are making, for example, sunflower seed flour so that you can um, use that which has more protein and more fiber than regular flowers or for example companies making um, making foods from pinol which is this sort of Mexican um, power food as well used like as a cereal or a snack that is also high in protein so things like that and then we have a lot for particular lifestyles so from vegan things, for example, there's a vegan honey replacement made with dates, or there's um, some ketogenic products. So things that are for specific type of lifestyles, um, we've gotten quite a few of those. Then there's always some sort of waste reduction. In this case, we have two waste reduction companies. One is actually a combination of waste upcycling and and sort of superfood type thing. It's about um, it's called coffee flour. What they do is the hulls of the of the coffee seed before and after it gets processed for actually making coffee, they turn that into a flour. So it's reducing food waste because otherwise that usually goes to waste. Um, and but it also is is a very sort of nutrient rich product that can be used to manufacture all sorts of other things. Um, and then there's another company that has a very interesting food waste model, which is they take their waste from restaurants and through sort of biodigesters, um, use it, they give it to farms to use for animal feed, local farmers. Um, so it has sort of an element of food waste reduction, but also in helping local farmers because they get feed at at a very very low price point. We got a lot of sort of uh, online marketplace type companies where usually it's either a direct farmer to consumer market of some sort or farmer to restaurants, um, and that's a tricky that's a tricky feel to play in because A, there's a lot actually, so it's hard to be innovative or to make it right. Um, but but some of them have, for example, the one that we ended up choosing is called Greensbury Market. And so what they do is they connect um, sort of consumers to want high quality beef and protein and poultry, etc., produced directly from farmers. Um, so we do. We did. Given that this is in Texas, we did actually get a lot of um, applications that were on livestock production, livestock management, meat production in general. So it's interesting because you get that, and at the same time, you get all the cricket flowers and the vegan stuff. So it's a funny. You see both sides of it. While the applications Rabobank receives cover a wide range. Savandi says there are a few gaps or areas in which the judges would like to see more players step forward. 
agricultural production and technology in production is something that has only now started sh to show up in food rights applications. We, I, we didn't used to get those, and it is something where we see a huge amount of potential for improvement, innovation, um, just in anything related to to how food is produced at the primary levels, to supporting the farmers, and, and to making the production more efficiently. So on that side, I think um, we are seeing a bit more. I think there's still a very strong sort of CPG bias. So we could, we could um, sort of, I think there is space for that to continue to grow. In the more obvious things, such as sort of sugar replacements, sugar reductions, um, alternative proteins, all of that, we, we kind of, we get a lot of that. Again, I would have to go, I think, to the production side, right? One of the things we see, for example, in Ravel is everything that is organic and better for you has been growing a lot. And in the U.S. and the public is demanding more of it. However, if you look at, for example, cropland in the U.S., it's only 1% organic. So we see a lot of companies that come in wanting to sell or selling, producing and selling organic products. But we don't see a lot that are on the side of, well, how can we, because a lot of those products are actually made with imported stuff because the U.S. actually has to import things such as, even things such as organic corn. Um, so we don't see so much in the side of, uh, again, the primary side of production. How do you get to that? How do you help to make it more efficient or more economically viable on the side of producing the primary production, not the manufacturing. But Food Bites is about more than just getting up on stage. It's also about learning essential skills for making it in a highly competitive industry. So the day, the day before the event that is open to the public, um, we do, the companies get a chance to, first of all, to make a a uh, mock pitch, so sort of a trial run, in front of the judges, which I think is really special because you're getting all these judges, you know, who are people that have jobs at other companies, they're spending the entire day there just to help the companies pitch better on the next day. And we do see a huge improvement from the pitch that they make on the trial version on the first day to the actual pitch on the day of the event. Um, and I think a lot of it is because of the judges' feedback, and I have to admit that we are not shy about um, telling companies where they need to improve or change, um, either if they don't seem well-prepared enough or if they are well-prepared enough. But, you know, some, some of them have more experience than others pitching. And actually, one of the things you learn very quickly is that actually the pitch <laughs> is about as important as your actual product. If you can't sell it properly, you have a problem. So getting help from the judges the day before in terms of how to pitch, what to say, where to put more emphasis in, what to not say, etc. I think it's very valuable, and I think companies really appreciate that. And like I said, when we see the pitches the first day on the trial run, and then the next day, that there is a huge improvement usually. Savanti says there are two categories of feedback judges tend to give participants to help them improve their pitches. One is related to presentation skill, 
and the other is related to presentation content. So on the presentation skills, Anything that you can imagine, from you're not being clear, you're speaking too fast, or you know, things such as that. Um, which, like I say, a lot of times um, people are not used to speaking in public. Um, but I think on the content side, a lot of times is well, you're, are you showing the information that we want to know, or with the information that you're showing, you're making me think about this question that you're not answering. So just making, helping them um, show the information that it's relevant without it being excessive and overwhelming for the audience, um, sort of giving their company a fair shot in terms of what they show. And, and sometimes it's just even about the even about the aesthetics of the actual PowerPoint because, you know, when they're if they're too busy and doesn't really show exactly what you, you know, just helping them get their message across better. I think in the end it's about getting the best message across. Um, and and that sort of goes back to what I was saying when you actually apply apply and send just the pitch, right? What you put in that pitch, what you don't put how you put it, it's very important because that's the only thing people have to judge you by. Um, and so in the pitch also, how you sell it as, a, as an entrepreneur, the, the, the energy level, for example, <laughs> you, I think maybe it's because of people getting nervous, but sometimes it's just like, okay, you need to raise your energy level or you need to you know, convince us more, you, you seem scared, things like that. Beyond helping companies refine their pitch the day before the actual pitch slam, Rabobank offers finalists one-on-one -on -one access to mentors who help them dig deep into different areas that are equally essential to a company's success. And the mentors cover all sorts of different topics, right? Some of them are sort of more legal experts, some of them are experts in marketing, some of them are experts in terms of like helping them how to raise funds or approach like uh, the, the market for raising funds. Um, in my case, we do, like I said, about we, we, I talk to them a little bit about the environment in which they operate and the competition and the trends and, and all that. And I think companies get, you know, it's, it's up to them how much they want to get out of them uh, in terms of how much they want to interact with the mentors. But, but I do think in general for all of them, it's super eye-opening because, again, these are, a, a lot of them are just, starting with these startups and they're putting all that they have and all of their energy and they are super eager to learn and a lot of them have a lot to learn still and I think the opportunity of talking to experts in different fields um, is one of the things that makes Food Bites very valuable regardless of whether you end up winning or not. You know, just the fact that you can talk to mentors, even get the pitch practice for if eventually you are going to go raise funds, you know, have better pitches. Um, also, you can showcase your products. You know, we do have, when we offer food throughout the event, usually it's from the companies that are pitching, so that's also a way to, because there's a lot of people that go to the event, investors, etc. it's a way to showcase your product. Um, it's a way, and it also offers them possibility of networking and chatting to people that are at the event. So so I think there's a lot more, and I'm not going to say that winning doesn't matter, but I'm going to say that it's actually just getting in is very valuable for, for most of them. So lots of tangible advice here, not only for how to refine a pitch, 
but also on areas that are ripe for innovation in the near future. Listeners who want to see how this all plays out live on stage can attend the Food Bites Austin event later this month on September 26th. They can buy their tickets online at bit.ly backslash fbaustintics. And given everything that's going on in Texas right now, attendees can also feel good knowing that 50% of the purchase price of their ticket will be donated to the Red Cross to help with Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. With that, we've come to the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again in the future for another installment. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week.